you know, just in terms of, you're going to ask me about it, uh, you know, the committee has a hard job. It, it, a lot of the teams are, you know, we're all very similar in certain ways. Um, we all have our warts. We all have things we've done well, accomplishments, big wins. Um, you know, one of the things I told our team is, you know, unfortunately we lost a couple games that, uh, that we probably shouldn't have. And, you know, we put it in the committee's hands. And when you do that, then sometimes you're not going to always get the call you want. It's like being at the end of a game and, you know, you putting it in the ref in the referee's hands at the end of a game. That's that's something that we don't like. We, we would rather control things we can control. Um, having said all that, um, I still adamantly feel like, you know, they made a mistake. And uh, it's hard um, to listen to some of the things that are said um, that, it, you know, basically it was all metrics is what it looks like. Um, and the problem with that is there's so many metrics that they just pick and choose. And I said this a month ago, that they just pick and choose whatever they want. You know, in 18, 19, we didn't have enough quad one wins. We, did, we had we had all the, we had great, we didn't have bad losses. Um, and we lost to elite teams because that was the year that there were three number one seeds from the ACC. Um, but we were kept out with that. Uh, this year we obviously had some bad losses, but we had great wins. I mean, we were four and four against quad one teams and three of those were on the road. And you know, it rings true in my ear. Jay Billis, I, that's maybe way back in 1819 when I didn't like what he was saying was, who can you beat and where can you beat them? And we proved that we can beat several of the teams that got in, um, you know, and we can beat them at home. We can beat them on the road. We can beat them in neutral. Um, and we did that. And to watch Watch some of those teams get in and us not. I, I know that part of it was hard for me and it was really hard for our players. Um, it's hard to justify that to your players. Uh, they don't know all the metrics and and all those kinds of things, and, and I don't think it makes sense. And obviously that's why when the, the shows are over and you listen to Fonzo Ellis, Dick Vitale, Seth Greenberg, and Jay Billis, and they're all saying that Clemson should have been in, this has been a very challenging time. Um, but again, we, we had chances to take care of our business and we didn't. So we, we left it up to the committee and um, unfortunately, maybe the metrics are more important than common sense or just head to head watching games. Um, so I feel bad about that. Um, but again, I'm, I just think there's a lot of good positive momentum with our program. Uh, I'm really proud of this team. I'm, my heart hurts for Hunter Tyson uh, Brevin Galloway, the seniors, uh, you know, they don't get another chance. And uh, what those guys sacrificed and how hard they worked to put our team in this position and get a chance, um, you know, that's that's the part as a coach that you see that, that really, that, that just hurts you personally to, to have to watch that and watch those guys suffer a little bit. Um, having said that, I think we'll, you know, I do think we'll rally. I think our guys will hopefully shake it off today. We kind of, like yesterday was tough and we can understand why, but today we've had to try to, you know, turn our attention to Moorhead State. Got a lot of respect for them. Um, we played them a couple years ago. Coach Sproutland does a great job. Um, won their league again. They've been winning their league most years now. 
Um, just a really good team. Great quickness, good speed, shoot the three. I think they had the defensive player of the year in the league. Um, he does a really good job. They run some really good action, a lot of movement, a lot of pace to their offense, a lot of misdirection. Uh, it's good stuff. Um, and you can see why he's a good young up and coming coach. And uh, so it'll be a challenging game. And, uh, you know, we've got to shake off the cobwebs here and, and, and uh, move forward. And so we'll see how we, we do with practice today, but uh, try to get that energy back. Some questions. Seems like whether it be you guys this year or AM last year, it seems like there's a precedent being set that the committee will reward teams for playing more high quality competition in non-conference, regardless if they win many of those games or not, rather than a certain amount of wins or how you yeah. finish in your conference. Yeah, it's a hard, what your take yeah. on that is, yeah. and then also can you explain sort of your philosophy to non-conference scheduling? Well, first of all, like it, it may change year to year based on your team, yeah. right? And and what league you're in. Like the easiest example is Gonzaga, right? Because Gonzaga plays in the WCC, maybe not quite as strong as some of the Power Five leagues, you know, top to bottom. So they they schedule like crazy um, in the non-conference to make sure that they're getting enough, you know, big time games. You know, most years when you're in the SEC, the Big Ten, the ACC, you're going to get enough quad one and quad two games that. You know, you're going to still try to find a few in the non-conference, but you're not going to go load up with eight. Um, half of that usually, you know, five or six. Um, obviously, we have the Big Ten Challenge every year. We play South Carolina. We always play in an exempt, and usually that's at least four to five. And then a lot of times we'll play a neutral. And, you know, the hard part with uh, sometimes with Clemson, and this is a complaint that I've stated to the – league office for years um, we're not all treated the same in the league um, in the ACC Big Ten Challenge I mean I've been the head coach at Clemson for 13 years I find it unbelievably ironic that in one of those years we can't play Indiana like I'm from southern Indiana like that's not a good TV story like that we can't sell that as a you know they're usually one of the best teams in the Big Ten like we can't bring them to Clemson one time or I can't go back to Indiana or Purdue for that matter. I've never, we've never, you know, um, those are challenging games that obviously if we would win them are very rewarding, right? Um, it's the same with some of the, the non-conference tournaments, you know, Battle for Atlantis and the Maui Classic and, you know, those are rotated every four years, but, you know, <laughs> Carolina and Duke and a lot of the bigger name basketball program, Blue Bloods, they get to go to all those more than you know, we really ever do. And so we've got to go find other things. Like this year, you know, we end up being penalized. We lose to Iowa on a tough call at the end of a game. And we play Cal, Mark Fox, one of my best friends. And, you know, they happen to have a million injuries and finish 300 in the arc. I mean, and so, like, we didn't schedule that to get a 300 RPI game. It just fell in our lap. You know, South Carolina is in a rebuild. They have a bad year. Beat us, but... You know, they're rebuilding, so they're not as strong as the, probably the worst net team of South Carolina since I've been here. It happens to be this year. Um, we tried to schedule two neutral site games. We actually took away a home game this year to schedule two neutral site games against Loyola and Richmond, two teams that have perennially been quad two, even quad one games, and they're three and four this year. I mean, Loyola and Richmond have pretty good pedigree. Um, 
you know, I could try to get other, but I can't. I got to get somebody who wants to play us too. And so my point to that is, is like, it's a challenge, um, and we're not getting a lot of help. And I think that's something that I've been, you know, beating the drum on for years. That's fallen on deaf ears sometimes. I'm hopeful it's going to get changed a little bit because the league getting five teams in here recently all the time, it's not enough. Uh, and I, I don't think it's right. I think there should be more. Um, there's a fine line when you go overboard with the metrics with once you start playing in a league that has really good metrics, it doesn't matter whether you win or lose that many. You just play and it, it, you're actually in a more dangerous position when you're Clemson and we're playing some league teams that don't have good metrics. Well, you know, the night we played Louisville, there were 16,000 people there. They were celebrating the 2013 team, and it wasn't the same as all the other games I watched Louisville play at home. Like, it was, there was juice, and those dudes played good, and, and all that game can do is hurt you. And we had some other games like that. And so we had a couple bad things happen. we got to handle our business. I've stated that. That's, you know, at the end of the day, if we just won one more game, we'll probably end. But um, it's not quite as easy as everybody thinks it is. And sometimes there's things that you schedule ahead of time that just – you know, you can't control whether the other team is as good as you thought they would be or they have been. Coach, when you win the Big Ten Challenge and you got so many more Big Ten teams going to the tournament, they get so much more respect in the net. Their ninth-place team is going in over the ACC third-place team. You ask yourself, what's the point of playing that? Um, not so much playing it. Um, you know, this year that helped us because Penn State ended up being a great game. Now, I don't think they predicted Penn State to be as good as they were. They didn't pick Clemson to be as good as they were. That's why they put us together. You know, like that's – we lucked into it one year when, when we had a good team and weren't picked to be good and Ohio State wasn't picked to be good and we beat them up there when they ended up winning the league. Um, but it's not good when you're just playing, you know, teams that don't help you as much. It's, it, you know, it's good for the – for uh, high net teams, but not others. Um, it, it's frustrating because our league did win the challenge, and I do think there's not that much difference, if there is, between the Big Ten and the ACC. But for them to get almost twice as many schools, I don't see it. Brad, what was your reaction when you saw North Carolina, a team that was thought to be have less of a shot to get in? Yeah, I don't, I don't it didn't guys. matter really. Like, no? no, not really. We're either in or we're not in, and you know you're 69, you're 70, you're 71. And again, I it, what it shows is just it, they they had a good non-conference schedule, and you know um, lost some games against really good teams. Um, so that part was really rewarded. That goes back to like you know, but it's easier for North Carolina to get those games. You know, they're invited to the CBS Classic. They're invited to the Nike Tournament. They're invited to different games. They play Indiana and Indiana. Um, and so, again, it's a little bit of rewarding teams for what you just said. Maybe if you, you play them but you don't win, you're still rewarded more for playing somebody and winning. And that's where there's a point here with the metrics that we've got to get past. Right? We can't. And there's too much movement. You know, you win a game by a lot and you move up a lot. So then at the end of the game, are you not supposed to play your young guys? There were a couple games when I was at the end when we were close. I was like, eh, I'm going to keep my starters in an extra minute or two here because I don't want it to – I want to make sure it stays near 20. I, I mean, that's the first time I've ever done that. 
you know, and it's also, and I think I did this at North Carolina, I got to double check. We were getting hammered and not playing well, and I was upset with my starters, so I wanted to bench them. You guys need to sit. I need to play the young guys. And if they, they don't do well, you're not doing well. If we lose by 12 or we lose by 25, it doesn't matter we lost. Well, no, it does matter, Brad. Like, so then you don't play those guys? Like, to, like, so we're coaching like that now because we're worried about our defensive metrics for Ken Palm and our offensive metrics. And none of that, like, you, it, they can't. Obviously, they don't know those things that are going on, but you trying to prove a point to your team and coach your team and bring some attention to your team works against you. <laughs> like, the metrics are way too much then. Like, you know, and obviously the head-to-head -head games now. Like, and I, you know, I, obviously the head-to-head -head games speak to themselves. I mean, it's crazy when you're, you're all this close and we're not going to look at playing each other on the court. Like, and I know that's the outrage, and it should be from our fan base. Um, and again, I'm proud of our fan base for that because that makes zero sense. So speaking of North Carolina, I think I know the answer to this, but there, was there any consideration to declining no. the NIT? No. When, when you saw NC State and Pitt pop up, were you thinking, hey, we beat these teams, maybe that's good for us? Or were you thinking that's a bubble team and, and we're in bad spot? Yeah. The second. I did not think that the ACC was going to get six teams in, just based on listening to everybody. Even though I, I think we probably deserve six teams. I'm not, you know, it doesn't have to be Clemson or NC State. Obviously, if I thought it was one, it should have been us. I mean, just based on common sense. Um, but why can't it be both? You know, and Pitt, right? And uh, I mean, obviously, the committee thought otherwise. Do you think it's any of its name recognition and history and some of that kind of stuff? I'd like not to. Politics, any of that? Do some research. Is there any flexibility in terms of scheduling next year to try to add more teams? Or just kind um, of yeah, it, it'll be similar approach because it's, I mean, again, you're, you know, you're going to have a certain amount of home games because you're you're trying to have your season ticket package, and you're you're going to try to do some neutral and like the thing that was interesting. I didn't realize until I looked at it, like NC State didn't play a road game in non-conference. They played a bunch of home games and then they played four neutrals, which maybe that's a good strategy. I mean, it worked. Maybe like us playing at South, like us playing the true road game in South Carolina was bad for us because we lost, right? Um, so, you know, it's like back to the old home and homes. I don't know. that Most people, like, we've gone to these neutrals because the range for a neutral changes from 30 to 50 for quad one. So, okay, now you got a bigger window if a team doesn't happen to get in the top 30, but they're in the top 48, that's a quad one game. That's pretty daggone good. Or it's 100 for quad two, I think, um, or 130. And so now you're like your windows open up a little bit more, and so now you're trying to find ways to get guys in. Okay, let's maybe they're quad two. Like we, it, you know, if they come here, it's got to be top seventy-five. Like that's hard to get in the top seventy-five, and it's hard to get a top seventy-five team to come. So it it, it, it gets really challenging. Um, 
And that's why you see a lot of these neutral site events take off. Um, guys are trying to do that. And we've been trying to do that the last couple years. And, you know, we've had some good ones. Sometimes it's worked. We got in Alabama, you know, that one year that was, that was great. Uh, one year, the year that we actually, in 19, we played Mississippi State, who happened to be a quad one team. They beat us up there in New Jersey. Um, but you got to get a little fortunate that, it, that you get the right team and that the promoter can get you guys together. And, you know, um, that part is where the advantage happens for the name recognition schools, the Blue Bloods and the others. That's where it's a little harder for us. I guess when you look at the missed opportunities, not beating Iowa and then not yes. play TC. that was huge. That was huge. You know, it's funny. We actually, Mark Fox and I actually tried to call the guy and say, can we just make it a classic? Like, we want to play TCU and Iowa, not so we don't play each other. Part of it just because we're friends, but part of it, I, I was selfishly looking at it like, TCU's going to be better than, than you are. And, I, and Iowa's going to be a hard game. It's going to be a great game. But the guy didn't want us to do that. So, you know, couldn't do it. If you could find like more, or what's believed to be more higher level power six teams that would be willing to play you, do you look at playing more home and homes in the future or trying to? Possibly. Um, you know, you you want to have a certain amount of home games, um, travel. You also want to have a certain amount of games where you, you think you're going to win sometimes early because you need to play some guys. Like you need, you don't really know what you have. You know, then you have an injury, and then you got young players that you're trying to get minutes, and you're trying to figure out what can this guy do and what can he not do, and you know, hopefully you have a little bit of an advantage where you're the better team and you can sub a little bit and feel good about doing some of those things. Um, and then you still got to worry about the metrics at the end. You know, there are, there are some schools, and I was good at that. They do this. They play a lot of the 300 high 300s, and then they try to win by as much as pot. They try to win by 50. And then their metrics started tremendous. Like, we've just kind of figured this out, like, in the last year, watching some of them. You know, and you, I don't like that. Like, then you're trying to beat somebody's brains in down there by as much as you can so that your offensive numbers are better and your defensive numbers are better. And it takes a long time for those numbers to then even out. But that's like a strategy. And that now we're like, what are we doing? Right? Is, is that really what this is about? I don't know. Coach, what's the challenge, I guess, in, um, in picking the, up their morale and, and bringing out their natural competitiveness to get ready? Yeah, just, you know, I told our guys when we met before, we, we had a meal together at 5, and right before we had, I got everybody together. Guys, this is a celebration of a great season. We have a lot to be proud of. Um, I'm I've just thoroughly enjoyed coaching you. You guys have been unbelievable. And no matter what happens, and I said, guys, I have no idea. I think it's 50-50. I, I actually kind of was leaning. I thought we'd get in. Um, and uh, whatever happens, you know, this is going to end. Like when it ends, it ends. You kind of forget it. As a player, you're in there practicing. Oh, i got to go practice again. And then all of a sudden, it's over. And what always happens every year is, like, we don't see them for about a day and a half, maybe two days. And then all of a sudden, they all start trickling back over. And it's like they miss practice. They miss ball. They miss being around each other. They miss – and it's like they're going to miss each other, this team, a lot. And so, you know, the best way for that not to happen is to win as many games as we can. Let's make this thing go, whether we're in the NCAA, NIT. Like, let's just play great basketball and keep it going. And uh, 
So we talked a little bit after we didn't get in and uh, about, you know, opportunities in front of us and getting ready to meet with them and, you know, get them uh, introduce Morehead State and get them fired up a little bit. And, and Hunter Tyson and those guys, I think, will do a good job. What's your recourse in sort of venting? Or is, is it just what you're doing right now and letting Graham handle it? Or no. I've, the, I've, the commissioner called me last night. I respect that. And, you know, so I spoke with the commissioner for, you know, 20 minutes um, and aired some of my frustrations. And, you know, it's crazy because I have been in this league a long time. You know, it's I've seen a lot. And, uh, you know, the last probably five or six years, I've become a much more vocal guy in the room in, in uh, ACC head coaches meetings. And uh, I think I've brought up some things that are significant, especially for guys in jobs like mine. Now, not many of them have been acted upon. Um, but a couple of years of getting five teams in the tournament, and I think some of those thoughts might change. And, uh, you know, it's it's just not good enough for the league to be getting five teams in the tournament. It's just not. Um, and, you know, it's obvi obvious that last year's success by our league had no bearing on this year, which, okay, like I get it. Maybe it shouldn't. But – Three teams in the final eight when you only put five in. You know, Notre Dame was 15 and five last year and got put in the playing game. We're 14 and six, don't get in. Like, you're making the window to get in the NCAA tournament if you've got to win 14, 15, 16 ACC games every year. That's pretty hard now. Um, you know, so. How do you feel like we got to a point where metrics are? I guess such a big. Part. I just think it's so hard to. I, I get to quantify. I mean, I, I get why you have to have them and use them. I do think there's some merit to it. Like it was, as much as in '19, I didn't like it when they basically said, "Hey, you're one in ten against quad ones." Like, I guess I understood it, right? Like, I, I kept arguing that our, you know, there's a difference between playing the first, third, and fifth quad one team versus the 25th, the 27th, and the 29th. It's like we lost. Virginia Tech in the last 10 days had been a quad one all year. So it was a quad one win and a quad two win. And then in the last week, they went to a quad two and a quad three because they went to 77 or 76 instead of 74. And it doesn't seem like it means that much until every time you put a graphic up and it's like, hey, they're five and three or five and four, and now they're back to four and four. I mean, we beat NC State on the neutral, and we still had four because that, that was the day they moved over. And uh, – so like that, now, really, is that, like, are they looking at it like that? Because that's crazy. Did Virginia Tech change? They got worse and became a quad two and three the next overnight? I mean, so, I, but I do understand you got to have it, right? There's got to be something that we can't play everybody. But then there does also have to be some, when we do play, and what are we doing? You know. That's why I felt like after the NC State game, when I was asked in the media at the tournament, you feel like you're in. Yeah, I felt like we were in. We beat them for the third time. My goodness, we're not, we've got to be in if, ahead of them. If you have them in, we just beat them. And our, and our numbers are so similar. I, I mean, I, you know, 
Billis talks about the strength of schedule, and there's some merit to this, that like, if they, then they use body of work. Well, then why are we throwing the nine? What does your non-conference schedule matter if we're talking about the whole body of work? Combine it all. And again, based on what league you're in, like if you're in the Mountain West and you're not playing as many strong teams, you might have a harder non-conference schedule. You have to. So there's there's a lot into it. I get it. When, when you saw NC State get in as eleven seed, did it make you more confident, or did you say they're not going to give us six? Yeah, no, I didn't think we'd get six. I was not. I hoped, but I didn't think that was. I was surprised that they weren't in the in the plan, but. They do have good. They have some good numbers. They played a good schedule. Um, so credit to them for that. You probably got about need, five minutes. You think y'all need to go back to eighteen? I don't know. Like I, I don't. Somebody needs to study it, right? Like you know, it's hard this year. Um, and, and it was funny because Mike Bray was one of the big proponents of it, having come from the Big East. He thought that it really helped. It hasn't seemed to work recently very much, and I. But I don't know that it's that. Um, I do think when you have more teams, you know, you're always going to, if you have 15 teams, you're going to have one or two that are rebuilding, <coughs> made a coaching change, lost a couple guys early, you know, um, unexpectedly lose a guy to the NBA, like our KJ McDaniel year. Like, I mean, there's, there's some things that are going to happen occasionally that when there's 15, it's, more likely you might have one or two that are not as, when you only have 10, less likely that one or two of them are really struggling. Maybe one, but not two. And then when you're having to play them, then that can be you know, challenging. As you've mentioned in the past, playing some non-conference games later in the years, that's yeah. something you talked to Jim Phillips about. Yes, yeah, I have. You know, and again, obviously you talk about 18 games, that's hard because I'm sure there's some agreements with the, with, uh, the network, right? That, might not be easy, and then same thing with that is you got to find games for everybody. But I've suggested that do we need to play more conference games earlier um, and open up some windows in January and February to do more crossover games against other other leagues? I'm open for change. I know it's going to be hard either way, but but I know you mentioned Hunter a little bit. This guy's you, know, you talked about this being a true team. Is that yeah? Make it harder having so many veteran guys that have kind of. Yeah, I think it, 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 yeah, we have so many guys that put their heart into this one, especially, you know, Alex Hemingway, um, I, he's, looks like he's coming back, which is good. Um, you know, been hurt, like, you, you know, you watch some of these guys that get to these points in their career, and it, you're hoping that they, you know, Chase flourish this year great, you know what I mean? Hunter Tyson takes another huge step. First year, he's been completely healthy in a long time. Um, I mean, as a coach, that's what you love, right? Like, you're so proud of your guys for that development because you watch them how hard they work. So then when you get this close and it doesn't go your way, man, you see how crushed they are. You know, yesterday was hard. Um, so, Can you share any of the other kind of conversations, what that was like with, with Commissioner Phillips and kind of some of the ideas? Just it wasn't anything that we haven't really talked about, just stuff with the, the Big Ten Challenge, just stuff helping us with non-conference neutral site games. You know, I threw up an idea of somehow the league has to do something in Charlotte. Maybe it's something associated with a football weekend, the football championship. I, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, I feel like it's not my job. I got a lot, a lot to worry about here. But I, I, you know, try to come up with some ideas to, like, 
you know, put three or four schools there. Let's see if we can make it a basketball bonanza. You know, it'd be great for us. You know, Dabo's usually playing in that game, so we might be instead of having a home game with nobody here. You know, we get a game up there and get some people to go. Anybody else? So, Brad, do you like the field staying at 68, or are you in favor of expansion? Uh, obviously, this year I'm in favor of expansion. Um, I, do, you know, I do think, in all seriousness, I do think like the nature of it all has changed, right? And um, the the crazy part about it, it, there's more better teams than ever. Uh, there's more better coaching. There's there's more better players, um, and so there can be some surprise teams go far. Um, I understand some people don't want to water it down. Um, but you know, there's there's there are more than 68 that are probably deserving, uh, that have really good years, and this trying to figure out who's better is. And I know you can always keep them going, but it's you know, you're leaving some good teams out like us.